Guys, we dropped our summer collection right now. July 4th weekend is out now on thomasisland.com. That's tank tops, hats, board shorts. We got your summer needs right here, right now on thomasisland.com. Ross, tell them what they need to go get. That's right. If you head over to thomasisland.com right now, you can get tank tops. We got blue. We got green. We got pink. We got all kinds of colors to switch up your wardrobe. We got hats. We got shorts. We got all kinds of merch coming your way. thomasisland.com. Get it now because it is not going to last long. That's right. That's right, Ross. It is not going to last long. This is a limited edition 2020 summer. Okay? 2020 summer. Your collection, yours, you can have it right now on thomasisland.com. You need to switch up your wardrobe. There's too much black going on. You need to put a little life into your wardrobe right now with some color, some vibrant colors to liven up your livelihood, okay? That's thomasisland.com. Grab your summer gear, summer collection. Go right now, thomasisland.com. The flowers are blooming, the grass is growing, and it's time to chop the weeds. Thanks to our sponsors at Manscaped, you can trim those holes safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers, y'all. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for the Thomas Island audience. If you use our code, TAMA, and you'll get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They're here to make sure your balls are trimmed and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. Manscaped has all the tools to get you spring ready. Have you heard about the Weed Whacker? It's a nose and ear hair trimmer that provides proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. There's no more gross nose hairs flying off into the wind. Plus, the premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor and a 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Manscaped is making it easier than ever to whack your weeds and also to make sure that you have the most confidence while also providing hygiene. Speaking of incredible hygiene, Manscaped has formulations to keep you fresh and ready for everything that comes your way all day. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside and this is crucial for your balls to stop sticking to your leg. I use it. It's great, especially as the summertime gets swampier. If you go to manscaped.com right now and use the code TAMA, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. That's right. Use the code T-A-M-A for free shipping and 20% off at manscaped.com. Manscaped, shave your balls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode here on Thomas Island with my co-host Ross Berman. Brother, how you doing today? Boy, I am weary, Tom. I'm getting my body used to covering New Japan again. The uh, the company's back. The king of sports has returned. Last night, they sh- I was probably in bed by eight. <laughs> what a trooper, man. What a trooper. That's, All right. That's what you pay me the big bucks for. <laughs> so how'd you feel about it, man? Tell me. Tell me about New Japan. What, you know, it, it was a great show. Uh, a lot of people were showing off their kind of post-quarantine physiques. Uemura has doubled in size, it seems. The boy is, is huge Ooh. now. Oh, just Yeah, nothing but muscle. You got it. <laughs> Amazing what 110 days can do. Oh, um, yeah. But it was, it was a really kind of joyous, fun, entertaining show full of like preview tag matches for the, for the New Japan Cup. Your boys in Bullet Club got a fun win over Goto, Yoshihashi, Toroyano, and uh, uh-huh. 
Onmas. That was a fun night. Tetsuya Naito showed off a new move, like a flipping DDT. So it's a oh it, yeah. It's it's keeping busy over there. What I'm saying, it seems like you're not the only one who's been plotting uh, over the past uh, hundred days and trying to figure out what the future uh, looks like. Have you heard anything from New Japan? Are they uh, they talking to you yet? You know, I, I came in just to watch a little bit. I'm planning mm-hmm. to wrestle that tonight. I saw some of the matches and, and I've been seeing on social media, on Twitter, everybody's gifting. And I was able to see the production. I, I tweeted about it. Yeah. And, uh, I really liked it. I liked the production of it. I almost forgot there wasn't any fans just from yep. the way it was done. Maybe it's me. Is that has always been <laughs> before? Well, I think part of it's because Japanese crowds are known for being very, you know, they're reserved. And then because the announcers are still in the same building uh-huh. on, on all of the big, like dramatic moments, they're yelling at the top of their lungs. So there's still this sound echoing through the arena when like the big moments are happening. And so it didn't feel as as empty as I think some of the other empty arena shows have kind of felt. And so that yeah. was, what did you think of like the, the cause they kind of had a, like a stage set up instead of like your yeah. usual, what did you, what yeah. did you think of the I kind of? Liked it. I, I felt they, you know, this whole time I, I was scared that they were trying to do a show out at the dojo. And I was like, please don't do that. Please don't do that. That would look like, <laughs> so yeah. but I'm glad that the way they set it up, it was beautiful. I'm like, yes, this is it, you know? And, and the whole shebang, the whole shebang of it, I, I really liked. And I put it out, I, you know, they might be changing my mind. I'm, but yeah. it's, you know. They're making you reconsider that empty arena, yeah. empty arena format? Yeah, you know, I've been against that the whole, this whole pandemic. You've been adamant that, like, you want to you wanna perform for some fans. And, I mean, by the time the New Japan Cup's over, they'll have 30% uh, capacity. The empty arena show is just for the 15th. The New Japan Cup will have, I believe, around one-third. Yeah. So there will be fans getting back uh, into the arena, but they also did, apparently New Japan did a, a taping, a super secret uh, taping in Los Angeles at the, it's either in the LA dojo or in, in the area with a lot of locals. Do you hear anything about this? All that. I read a little bit from, you know, mm-hmm. the gossip going on on social media. Mm-hmm. I saw, uh, uh, you know, they had, the, the talk was they had some of the guys from the LA dojo, the young boys from the LA dojo, the graduates, and they had a big name that came from, the, who's a big name in the UFC, Tom, Tom Lawler, yeah, filthy Tom Lawler from MLW, from formerly uh, from UFC. He's apparently part of this. I believe it was called Lions Collision, something along those lines. There's still no word on when New Japan will be will be showing that, but that apparently those tapings took place in LA. Does this kind of lighten a fire under you to maybe because you you've occasionally from time to time dropped the idea of there being some kind of East Coast New Japan. Yeah, situation. Yes. Is, is this definitely, kinda... I'm, I'm definitely, you know, now that they didn't let me know about that thing going down on the West Coast, I'm like, well, I guess do I have to go off on my own and create my own East Coast stuff here without telling anybody first? So they didn't, they didn't even tell you. They didn't even tell you. They didn't tell me, man. I'm in the dark, bro. I'm telling. You, I've been. I'm in the same pandemic as all y'all, man. I'm getting treated, uh, guys. <laughs> You're like you're like Eric Andre in that meme where he's outside the White House. Let me in. Let me in. I just want to wrestle. Why won't they tell me anything? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm really yeah. excited. It was, it's good to hear that um, what they're doing out there in the West Coast, and I'm hoping that we get something little, something, something popping off here in the East Coast. 
at least prevent me, you know, at risk from traveling across country and across. Yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, and then there's, it sounds like there's a lot of East coast guys, uh, in, in your area. It sounds like, uh, you know, you could, you could put together a pretty good show just with the people trapped in Florida right now. No, uh, no. I mean, we got the whole entire BC squad, mostly out yeah. here in the East coast, you know, so I'm, we can, you're right. We can throw yeah. it down. We'll, we'll see, man. I mean, let me call up the president real quick, man. Let me write him an email. Yo, say, get, get Harold on the phone. Get Harold on the phone. <laughs> let him know. <laughs> but hey, yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm hoping, I'm crossing my fingers that maybe this could be a possibility. And, Fingers cr- and it, it does speak to the, the way the Japanese government has been handling the, the uh, coronavirus outbreak because there was even an intermission during the show where they were disinfecting. Literally, they had the cameras on the ring and on the uh, um, guardrails where you could see in full like raincoats and masks, what I assume were some other lo- young lions disinfecting the entire arena. And, and because Japan is no longer in a state of emergency, like I said, they're going to be able to have crowds again. And so it was, it was nice to watch a wrestling show that doesn't make you kind of collect your pearls and go, what am I, you know, yeah. what am I a part of? Um, and so that was, that was, I think the most relieving, relieving part of the evening was to really see the precautions being taken, seeing the plexiglass between the announcers and Liger in a separate room somewhere. Yeah. Like it was, it's different, but Hey, I got to hear the coin drop for Okada's theme. So I can't complain. Oh, come days. on. It's been hundreds of days. <laughs> come on. <laughs> no man and hey i'm waiting i'm waiting to hear guerrilla tactics that's the one i'm waiting for like i'm that I'm, i'll take the, the coin world, drop for now the whole world ross is waiting on it i'm waiting on it i'm man i'm ready to go in there and slap somebody around man truthfully i'm i'm so eager to get in that ring um, i believe you man oof. you've been you've been working out you've been storing up that potential energy you gotta let it out you gotta get oh it. man yeah. i've been honing in Honing in and trying to get my sleep, proper sleep, six to eight hours of sleep, get up early, hit that gym, three hours, knock it out. Wait, I'm exaggerating when I say three hours. I'm in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go two and a half, all right? Two and a half. <laughs> let me, let me include the shower. The shower, in the, the shower in the Schwitz is part of it. That's part of the workout. <laughs> yeah, man. So it's yep. good to see New Japan back up and running as every we can feel the uh, excitement with from all mm-hmm. the all the players all the wrestlers uh, fans just seeing their interaction online last night and this morning early this morning was mm-hmm. it, it got me really excited so I uh, we're back and running and whew, ah, I'm I'm very happy I'm very very happy now just get me in the ring I was going to say we got to get you we got to get you over there we got to yeah. get you out of that we got to get you out of that house you're going uh, you're going stir crazy <laughs> Um, well, while you're stuck in the house, you wanna you wanna maybe uh, take a little walk down memory lane? Oh, of course, man, definitely. What today? What's the subject for today, Ross? What are we gonna talk about today? I figured we could go all the way back, all the way back to the beginning of even before you were Tama Tonga, when you were just a kid growing up. On the Isle of Tonga. Oh. We're going to talk about the island today. Not, yeah, not Tonga's go Island. Back. I thought you were going to go back to like the beginning of like GQ Banks and college. Uh, we've <laughs> talked about GQ Banks. We've talked about, uh, we've talked about <laughs> King Haku Jr. We've talked about Puerto Rico. It's, uh-huh. time, it's time for Tama's Island to talk about Tama's original island. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Oh, shoot. Okay. So what, what, what's the first thing that comes to mind when I throw the term the Isle of Tonga at you? When you think of Tonga, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Freedom. 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 Okay. Yeah. Go deeper on that. What? What? What was so? What was the the big? What was the big uh, freedom of 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 Tonga? And so, uh, you know, we're look. There's not a lot going on over there. There's not a lot. It's a very laid back. It's a poor country, but mm-hmm. we're content with what we have. With li- with what little we have, you know. And mm-hmm. I was very. I'll tell you from the beginning. I was born in. I was born here in America. But mm-hmm. I was raised in, in the islands uh, since the age of uh, two or three years old. And so for my earliest memory, I, mm-hmm. it, it just freedom. to I was all over the island, man. I, now, you remember I told you I, I was, was kind of like Mowgli. I looked like Mowgli, right? From uh, you, you, you put up the picture. It's a spitting I, image. You guys, it's a spitting I, image. I thought you were, yeah, it's... <laughs> You thought I was bullshitting, didn't you? Yeah. Well, no, I I thought you were being like, well, I was an island kid. I looked like Mowgli. But you literally, like, I i wouldn't be surprised if Disney stole something and went, like, traveled in time and stole your image. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. You might have a case there. <laughs> <laughs> I went, you know, I started, from what I can remember, from when I was a child, I, I never, uh, I was just free. There was no restriction. My, my just mother, a wild child. wild child, man, yeah. wild child. My my mother, my mother was always working at like the mm-hmm. flea market. Uh, my grandpa had a farm, mm-hmm. and it was seasonal. He did peanuts, watermelons. He grew. He had cows, horses. He had everything, anything, and he changed it from season to season. So my mm-hmm. my mom was always at the flea market selling what we made at the farm, what we grew at the farm. So nobody was really home to watch over me. Okay, so I, I had a lot of freedom mm-hmm. and. I was supposed to be going to school, but I, school wasn't cool. <laughs> so, well, what was cool? What, what were you? What were you going uh, to? Man, I was, <laughs> I was climbing up mango trees on other people's properties, stealing their mangoes, and, and I was like a, I was Mowgli, man. I was like a monkey all over the place, bro. I, I, was, I think at five, six years old, I was all over the damn island. I, I, I knew every area and every. Mm. Feet over. Are, are, are you taking the mangoes to like bring home or are you just taking them to take them what's the what, I'll what's take the them, eat them. me and my friends we eat okay. them you know oh yeah we eat them and anything i can get anything for free you know even yep. stealing from all my neighbors <laughs> you're hustling you got you know you know i was i was hustling then man i'm still hustling now but it oh man yeah so our school we had a school and i, I just wasn't very um focused on schools Mm-hmm. like the freedom to be to roam everywhere and and in the age of six i knew that i didn't want that i didn't want this and school was what i didn't want and so okay. I, I i lacked lacked school a lot and you could tell then too mm-hmm. so, but what i fell behind in school i made up for it with just street smart and mm-hmm. island smart so you know it was a, well, I was a little badass man I, expand on that because you said there's there's things you by the time you're six or seven there's things you you do and there's things you don't do in school something you don't do what what are what are like the things that were really you knew you wanted to do 
Uh, you're talking about stealing coconut or stealing um, mangoes. Yeah, coconuts too, too man. You're stealing <laughs> coconuts mango, too. Okay. That's whatever. Whatever kind of you're fruit stealing, everybody yeah, has. What What else is What else is kind I mean, of calling to you? I mean, we, we okay. So there was a lagoon. Our school was right next to a lagoon. And okay. I used to like walk to school, and mm-hmm. then through school to the lagoon, and just go while school was happening. I was just at the lagoon, so. Mm-hmm. And I was fishing and learned how to fish, learn how to swim, learn how to just live off the land. Yeah, like, so you're not you're not like messing around. You're doing full on survivalist. Like you're learning uh, to you're learning to feed yourself. You're learning to up, provide for not just you, but for your friends. Like you're, you're yeah. yeah. We had you're learning important stuff. You're just not <laughs> survival mode, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. You know, so yeah. So and it was nice. It, it was a lot of freedom. There was, but definitely no structure. No. A lot of things weren't taught to me. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't pick up, especially in school, math. Uh, all that. All yeah. you were supposed to learn in school. I wasn't learning, so yeah, I was, that became a, a major problem. Major, major. Okay. I, yeah, I, as a, I was in remedial math class, so I, I under I understand that uh, completely. Where math is the math will trip you up sometimes. But tell me, tell me more about um, about your family at the time, because like you said, your your mother is is selling. Um, selling the the crops and the yeah, we had we had wares at the far at the farmer's market what's uh what no, what my, was they what, what what were they like raising you strict like my yeah. grandpa was super strict uh, my my grandpa had worked very hard mm-hmm. uh, from a very uh young age and he had built himself a nice home career he, he was he was a principal at a college and then okay. and then went into uh he traveled. He lived in Fiji, Hawaii, all over, and 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 then he came back to Tonga and he got some land and he started farming. But um, yeah, he, he was very successful in that in that way. Mm-hmm. And my mother, she came back to Tonga. She lived in Hawaii, mm-hmm. to even California, and she worked out there. But then she came back to Tonga to help. Uh, I think my grandpa and also I think we just came back. I came back. I, I don't know the real reason, but. She was very, uh, we had like a little store in front of our house. Okay. And my grandpa would go to a farm. He'd farm all these watermelons and all that, right? And my uh, mother would man the store, the little store that we had in front of our house. And our store had, I mean, whatever you needed, you know, bread, eggs, to whatever, anything like a, any store would have. But at the same time, when she would also man, the, like the flea market was, more in downtown near the capital and she'd go over there and sell anything that came from our farm we would put that out at the flea market to sell and so you know so it was there was like she was manning two operations going on so you can Mm -hmm. you can see that everybody was busy i mean Mm -hmm. i was busy too but you know i wasn't busy i wasn't very busy doing what i was supposed to be doing because i and this is this is why i kind of wanted to ask about your because you you said your grandpa your grandfather was not only a principal but then he also bought land and raised and you know was was living off of the land and so he he kind of comes from both of the war he he has the book smarts to be principal but he's also got the street smarts to learn all of the the farming and so what did how did he feel about the fact that you were you were focusing more on the street smarts than the book smarts. Uh, I, I don't know if he had, he really knew what was going on. Mostly with okay. me. He was just so busy with work. Um, gotcha. I just had my own, my own agenda, my own mm-hmm. plans going on. And as long as I was, I think <laughs> I was out of everybody's hair. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, stay ghost, stay out of mind, right? Out of sight, out of mind was, was the, was the, it's the same. Yeah. That was my plan. Stay okay. out of sight, stay out of mind. 
But the crazy thing is, so the, the, the part of Tonga that we're from is called Mu'a, M-U apostrophe A, Mu'a. And it's a small little village. And so at nighttime when I wasn't home by like, I'd say five or six, my mom would come back from doing everything. And if I'm not home, she'll just go outside and scream my name, you know, okay. and just scream it real loud. And I could hear it. I could hear it. However far I was, I could hear it. And, I, and I'm like, oh, sh-. and I turn to all my friends, like, I go. And I start running home. <laughs> and I start running home, man. <laughs> and, you know, and I, I got to run like, shoot, I got to jump over people's fences in the back, run through the backyards because oh, I was whooping. <laughs> you know? so I was coming in to get an ass whooping. I, if I wasn't home, you know, whatever I was supposed to do. So, oh, man. Yeah, so those those were regulars for me. Yeah, that's our that's our culture though, you know. Ass whoopings are part of our culture. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot. <laughs> so tell me, tell me more about the lagoon um, by your school because you said you, you learned to kind of like fish there, but it sounds like it was it was very much like this. Yeah, it was eating it, spot. It was you know a very spot. Uh, at twelve noon, the water it was low tide. It would go down low. The water would go down low, and this lagoon is is famous in Tonga. It's where uh, we met, we met our first uh, white settlers. Uh, Captain Cook came in. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and docked, in, and docked when he came to the, um, what he called then was the Friendly Islands. Mm-hmm. Little did he know that we were friendly, but we were planning to kill him. <laughs> but, yeah, I was going to say, Cook, Cook did not end well. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the, the other, other highland, the island did that to him mm-hmm. uh, out in Hawaii. So, but okay. the lagoon that we're at is where he, he first made his first landing, and Thing he brought over pig and horse introduced that to our island so yeah it's wow. crazy yeah it was, it was beautiful and then high tide would come in at five o'clock mm-hmm. about four or five o'clock high tide would come in and yeah it was just a it's a beautiful spot it, it was it was it was a beautiful spot then what i remember okay yeah i was i was about to say is it is it still there is it is it just i went i you know i went back two years ago it was the first time i went back in um in 25 years and I, once i left when I was a kid, I came back two years or three years ago. I'm sorry, mm. and it isn't so beautiful anymore. <laughs> it, it's it's uh just different. It's not what I used to remember. Everything was bigger than you know when you're younger. Everything's big, and then you get older, you go back to the same spot. And it's like no, yeah. this is not it, and <laughs> this is smaller yeah. now, and just a little dirtier and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a lot of changes there, but the lagoon was beautiful. We used well, to. What were you catching uh, in that lagoon? What was what was what was biting a lot? I don't know, big fish. Oh, you're just catching the fish. <laughs> you know, I didn't know names of fishes back then. Oh, hey, I, I still don't to this day. I just you, know, you don't have to. I'm just curious. Small <laughs> yellow fish, big blue fish. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I didn't know we named them. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is my friend Marlin. <laughs> yeah so, yeah yeah i was gonna say how else did you kind of um explore the freedom of of this life you were living on tonga because it's like it's like you said you, your parents your mother's your, your grandfather are very busy so they're not they're just kind of keeping to themselves you're, you're catching fish you're stealing mangoes what else is the freedom of this island kind of allowing you to discover ah man i everything i remember building i remember building a slingshot and it was because i watched other kids do it and i Uh built it up i went and jacked somebody's tires off their bike and i cut it (laughs) and i cut it up and i made a slingshot (laughs) just out of full just out of a tire the tire yeah you cut up the inside well see the outside tire is rough so you have to go inside the tire it's a softer inside the tire is a softer rubber 
that you blow up first to me out. So you, gotcha. the outer layer you just toss, but the inside you cut that up into two strips, tie it into like a V thing, and then you got your deal. Yeah, you got your slingshot. Yeah, I know. Learn things. Uh huh. Passing on that knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how did making a slingshot turn out? Did it work right away, or was it? Yeah, was it kind know, of a couple, a couple, uh, you know, trial and errors here and there. But once you figure yeah. it out, you know, it was there. Kites, building kites, all type type of kites. It was just, it was just, just so much freedom to. There was nothing else. We didn't have. Mm-hmm. Most people in Tonga didn't have TVs. Mm-hmm. No, no, my family had it. We we were kind of uh, the uh, middle class because of what we were. My mm-hmm. grandfather was doing, and you know, we had as a family, we were able to, you know, and we had a lot of family living out in America, so they were sending us stuff. Gotcha. You know? So we had uh, we had a TV. It was fuzzy, but I, I remember watching He Man. He Man was. Oh. Like, I was like, it was fuzzy, but I was like, what in the world is this? What is, you know, first time <laughs> seeing it was insane to me, you know, cartoons and yeah. And I like, I remember we used to leave our door open because all the kids, you know, were, when I was watching it, all the kids would, we had a fence around the house, but the kids would stand outside the fence and try to peek in through the, mm-hmm. the doors. I mean, that was normal for us. Like, we were doing, yeah. On, watching your TV through the yeah, windows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I remember that. So, I mean, whatever we can get ourselves into, we were trying to do it. And anything to keep ourselves entertained, that yeah. was the, the thing. So, uh, you know, whoever had the greatest idea, we were doing it. Actually, whoever had any idea, really, it was the greatest. It was just any idea. So yeah. we were just uh, out there trying to do whatever. And okay. Yeah. Nice. And, and so this, when you're kind of trying to keep yourself entertained, you, you said you're watching... He man is what like what music were you listening to when you were? Uh, I don't listen to music. I, listen it, to it, it isn't like how it is here in America. Gotcha. But they had like Tongan music, but that I just didn't care for it. It was no, I just never thought that was a thing to do. Sit around and listen to music. My, I was just too young. Yeah, you know? I was just too young. I was just roaming around. Uh, my grandpa sometimes took me to the to the farm to go work and mm-hmm. and help him out, but. I wasn't much of a big help. <laughs> so I was big like, on manual labor. <laughs> <laughs> Six years old. <laughs> Damn you, Grandpa. <laughs> what six-year-old doesn't want to do backbreaking labor for their <laughs> grandfather? Oh man, yeah. It's like, it was a time, man. It, it was a it was a time that was just freely, just careless and and mm-hmm. carefree. I, I would say. I think it would be a better choice of work. It was just yeah, because it doesn't it doesn't sound like a like a dangerous time in here. It's just very it very sounds like this idyllic flying kites, fishing. Yeah. Like it's to my awareness, you know, to my knowledge, I, there wasn't no nothing like that. We were just it just felt like the island was just too poor to be in danger of anything. Nobody was, yeah. just, you know, you're, it, you're it was all just like, surviving. There's no. Uh, yeah, there's no it, it was just chill. A lot of chilling. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of lot of doing nothing. Everybody was just doing. If they had a farm, they worked it and. We would have like, so Sundays was, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of countries on Sundays, there's nothing's open if, if yep. they're big on the religion, you know, and Tonga's like that. Mm-hmm. On Sundays, no stores open. Everything's by law is closed. Okay. So that, that's a, a day of... Uh, yeah, they God. go full-blown Sabbath. Yeah, full-blown. And so we go to church and mm-hmm. there's a feast going on after that. That's, okay. 
and you come home and chill out. No stores, no nothing mm-hmm. is open, and you're basically pretty much screwed if you're trying to buy anything that day. So I was gonna uh, say, there's some counties in in the United States like that where I've definitely been been stuck on a Sunday. Um, what yeah. uh, did you have to like learn to cook, cook a lot growing up, or was it uh, that really no. Not you had to... no, we 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 that was the, the elders and. Okay. There's a cooking style, uh, what they call umu, mm-hmm. uh, and and basically they dig a hole and they they light these lava rocks up. They heat it up for a very long time. They then drop these lava rocks in the hole, okay, big hole, and then they put some like blankets over it and and stuff and foil and whatever to to yeah. have a layer in between the rock and whatever food that you're gonna put on top. And then you put the food on top. Usually a lot of food that they're wrapped up in foil. Mm-hmm. Put it on top, and then on top of that, you put another layer of blankets and foil, and then you cover it up with the rest of the dirt. So it's just like a mound of dirt, Ooh. and and you just leave it like that to cook yeah. for I don't know how long. Yeah, could be hours, could be I don't know half a day. <laughs> I can't tell much time. That smells good. good all day. Oh, uh, bro, it, it's it's great, man. It's yeah. great. It's a great way. And uh, you, and sometimes they have like a pig. They'll they'll gut a pig. Stick, mm-hmm. stick between his through his butt and out his mouth and just roast it over a fire, you know, turning it like a luau style. Yeah, yeah, and and gotcha. then you know what the other food is cooking in the umu, and yeah, man, uh, that's that, that was if you're having a feast on a Sunday, and you mm-hmm. know, yeah, usually that's on holidays or when you have like guests or something important, somebody's birthday or wedding and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Awesome. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it was it's it was it's nice. It was nice memories back then. I think my my world my world started to turn <laughs> when I was eight years old. Uh, yeah, it was in 1991 when everything just kind of kind of started. You know, I took a drastic change. All right, let's 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 take take me through 1991 because it's it's like you said, it's a very important year. It's yeah. we, we we talked about this. It's when you you finally get uh, yeah. adopted by uh, Haku and your your maternal aunt. And taken to Florida. What is the the genesis of you getting adopted from Tonga? What? How did this start? Oh, so, so my my aunt, you know, my aunt was his Haku's wife. Uh, mm-hmm. Came for vacation in Tonga to visit us, and I had never met her. Mm-hmm. And she brought down my brother, who's really my cousin, her son uh, Tangaloa, and his sister Vika. Okay. And so they all came in 1991. They're He's about, he's eight years old. I'm eight years old. Mm-hmm. I meet them for the first time. They don't speak, the kids don't speak Tongan at all. They just speak English. You know, they were born in Hawaii, New Zealand. So they're pure speak English. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember, I remember my first time me, meeting Tangaloa. Oh, he hated me. He hated me so much. Yeah. What, why do you, oh, what's the, man, what's he, the resentment? We, uh, <laughs> I remember him coming down and we were, we were just all the kids, all the cousins was overall playing. And I was just this like annoying kid. Like, uh, you ever, you ever watched the wild thornberries and it had that yeah. little, the blah, 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 blah. redheaded kid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was kind of like a real hyper kid jumping okay. around. And, and I just, I remember my brother was just looking at me. Tangalo looking at me with his face like, what the hell? And I, I remember this phrase right here. It was the first English phrase that I could remember anybody saying to me that I remember vividly in Tonga. 
what is your problem? <laughs> and I was, I was, I was such a, you know, and I, I had no clue what he meant. Yeah. So I just turned around, repeated right back like a parrot. What's your problem? <laughs> no. that's, like, that's the last thing you want to reply to. What's your problem? <laughs> I don't know what it means. <laughs> He's like, what is your problem? And he says the second time, and I'm like, what's your problem? <laughs> oh my God, what is your problem? And, then, and, I, and I was just like, what's your problem? What's your problem? What's your problem? <laughs> Running around. <laughs> and, and, my, and, and I remember my cousin, and my cousin, uh, 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 her name is uh, uh, Lucianne, uh, Lucianne, and she comes over and she spoke English, and, but she spoke English and tongue, and she goes, Hey, what he means is and he explained everything to me. Okay. Explained everything to me. And I was like, oh yeah, what's your problem? What's your problem? <laughs> and I was running around. What's your problem? Was my first English, you know, saying, so what's your problem? I'm running around. This is what it actually means. Oh, okay. What's your problem? What's your problem? <laughs> oh. oh man, I just uh yeah, and 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 that's how we started off. Egypt. He was trying everything to ignore me. And a little hair, we would run around, he would not want to be near me. And I was just, I was like, ah, no, new toy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I got a new friend, and I'm going to chase him. And he, I didn't realize that he was trying to run away from me, not, you know, run with me. <laughs> so, so that was, that was the whole, uh, that was our, her, our first uh, meet there. And I'll never forget it. Oh, that's why I laugh about that. That's legendary right there. All right, so you're, you're hitting it off with Tongaloa. Clearly. Yeah, we, we you're, kicked you're it off, man. <laughs> learning some vocabulary uh, from your cousin. What, yeah. what was your first kind of, um, what was your first impression of, well, who, the, I mean, the people who eventually become your, your well, parents? I, I, I didn't think much because I, I just thought, oh, I'll, you know, these are, they came from America. America is like, the, the country is a world country. Mm-hmm. And they were coming in for, I don't know how long. And, and so after a while, they... I think they were staying for like a month or something. And so they started to see my, you know, as we went on about maybe two weeks in, maybe, maybe, a, maybe a week or something. Mm-hmm. I think it was maybe a week. I was still in school. And I remember, <laughs> I remember coming home. It was maybe I'd get up in the morning, get in my, in my school uniform and I'd be out the door. I was gone. I was going, I was early in the morning, you know, and sometimes school starts at probably like eight and I get up at nine and nine 30 and I'm like, uh, put on whatever and just get out the door and, you know, just try to leave somewhere, yeah. be out of sight. And, uh, I remember my, I came home maybe at five o'clock in the evening one day mm-hmm. and my aunt, uh, Tanya Laura's mom, she was looking at me and she was like, Tama, where have you been? And I was like, it was the first time somebody has ever asked me. Mm-hmm. what i've been doing and i i kind of I, I paused i looked at her i've been at school <laughs> and 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 she looked at me and she goes it's five o'clock what time does school uh finish and i was like uh what <laughs> man she grabbed me by the arm and dragged me back to school we walked back to school okay. she went up my teachers was there still there all mm-hmm. the principal and everybody was still there she came in and she was like, she was talking to my teachers. And I remember standing there like uh, wondering what is going on here. Mm-hmm. And, and she asked the, the teacher, you know, what's going on with me and all that. She goes, Tama hasn't been in school for months. And, I, you were and I was like, oh, sh-. 
And I said, man, she yanked me and was walking me back to our house. And she had me in one arm. She had me in her left arm. And in the other hand, while we were walking, she was spanking me, <laughs> beating my ass, walking back. And I was like a monkey on her left arm, swinging, trying to, like, get, try to dodge her arm, man. <laughs> try to dodge her right hand from hitting my ass. Man, and she was beating me up so bad. I, we, we got back, and I was like, what the hell is going on around here? I'm like, who is this lady? Who the hell? Um, and next thing I know, I, I remember um, that night, you know, you know, my mom and my aunt, I remember them sitting on the front steps and they were talking about something. And I was like, and they're whispering and they keep looking at me. They're whispering and looking at me. Yeah, and, you know they're talking. You, yeah. You, 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 you don't <laughs> want to go over there. On. What's going on here? And then, uh, I've already been whooped once today. You don't want to like. <laughs> so they, they called me over and they're all like, Tama, how, how would you like to go to America? And I'm like, what? America? Hell yeah. Let me, let me get, where, who's. Who's what? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We're going now. And yeah, you go to America. You get to see all this stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Who's who's on? And yeah, I, like the following week, mm-hmm. I was on a plane to, to Hawaii and from Hawaii to America. But I had to go to Hawaii first and hang out with my grandparent, with, with my other, my grandma, till my aunt and then was finished the vacation because they still had their vacation to finish out. <laughs> so they, they, were, they came <laughs> over on vacation and realized, you know what, we're going we're gonna to adopt the kid, but uh, we got to finish this vacation. So they <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, we're going to be here. Let him go get situated in Hawaii with grandma. Stay, let him stay with grandma. And, you know, which is, you know, my mom's mom yep. and hang out over there. And, and then we'll come this way and pick him up on the way back. And which I was like, hell yeah, I'm cool. Little did, I, little, little did I know that was the last time I was going to see the island, you know. <laughs> and then, so when, when they send you to, to Hawaii, you still don't, it's still not fully. No, nobody really told me anything. Okay. They, they said I was going, I thought I was going to visit. I thought, you, I thought you were going on a vacation. While yeah, I'm like, I'm gone. I'm gonna go check it out, kick it okay. old school, grab some shit, make some McDonald's, come back. And, you know, so. <laughs> Hawaii, gonna go to Florida, get some McDonald's, come back. All right, so <laughs> I love that. You know, when, shake Nikki's hand, say what's yeah. up, the, yeah. do a little dab. <laughs> so what? What was um? What was Hawaii? How long were you in Hawaii for? Like a uh, like a week? Hawaii, I think about a week and a half, maybe two weeks. Okay. And yeah. how, how was that kind of getting to know that? Because you, had you been to Hawaii before yeah, I, that? Or? I had been to Hawaii before to visit my grandma before. And okay. it was just a big, it was still an island, but it was like a city island, you know? And, and gotcha. I just, it was whatever to me. I didn't really. Yeah, because well, you're, you're still in vacation. You're, like, you're, yeah. you're not imprinting on the area because you don't realize the, no, the gravity. I'm allowed to. They, you know, I was yeah. like, I, that's you when my know. lockdown started to happen. Once, once I left the island, Tonga, that's mm. what they're like. I went to Hawaii and I wasn't allowed to really go anywhere when in Tonga, I was like freely just roaming around like a Neanderthal, you know? So, so that, that's where the road to the arm to the air force begins where you're, you've got, yeah. <laughs> got your aunt pretty much within the first, it sounds like the first few days of meeting you, your aunt's already taking a vested interest in your schooling, <laughs> whooping you down the street for not uh, attending school. Oh, yo, yeah. Sending you off to live with your grandmother to, to get some. Oh yeah. My, my aunt, man, uh, you know, I, I think I've, mm-hmm. I've said this before. She's very, she's strict. She's like, like you, you said she's the drill instructor that, that yeah. prepared you. Oh, one of our family for sure what's what's crazy you know i'm I'm gonna move you ahead when they came in picked me up from Hawaii, we got to florida Mm -hmm. i remember when i came in i was like oh my god florida was to me everything was shiny everything Mm -hmm. was shiny that airport the 
oh man, that Orlando airport was huge. Mickey Mouse everywhere. Yeah, they and, had a nice airport in Orlando. They really did. Yeah. And then this is, this is a crazy thing. I, I remember Haku, you know, my dad standing mm-hmm. there and he was wearing, I was wearing this huge ass dude standing mm-hmm. there. And my mom came up and she had me by the hand and she looked at him. He's like, look, don't be mad. He's coming to stay with us. Okay. He didn't even know I was coming. Oh, Haku didn't even know at this point. It's, it's uh, literally just your aunt uh, is, man, is, is nah, the whole plan. She just, she brought me. Uh-huh. Stayed, nobody knew except for her and her sister. My mom brought me. He got filled in right there at the airport. And man, he's such a G. He, he just took it. He's like, all right, let's go. But we got in this Lincoln Navigator. I was like, damn, it's a spaceship. There's a black Lincoln Navigator. I was like, man, this is crazy. And we were driving. And I remember the billboard, it had a Terminator 2, T2. Like, it was a metal skeleton with the red eyes. And it was like a light on his eyes. I was like, this is nuts. Where am I? This is, this is the future. I was like, this is crazy. And yeah, man. And, and he was, I remember him driving in this, in this sweet-ass uh, Lincoln Navigator. Not Navigator. It was a Lincoln Town Car. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Lincoln. Still, yeah, Lincoln's '90s were spaceships, though. Yeah, <laughs> big one, whether it's a small yeah. one. They were they, they did have that future. It was a black Lincoln Town Car, and that that bad boy was sweet. And he, I remember him just. And this here to our left is this, and this here on our right is that's our swimming pool. And I was like, what the hell is that swimming pool? You know, and I, said, no, I said like a like a like a like a beach or like like the ocean or what was <laughs> that's when he reminds you you're in central florida now. <laughs> yeah so that that was my uh whew, that was my introduction into <laughs> into florida right there it, florida, florida yeah. is your introduction to america um, yeah that's that's man so is it when your aunt is explaining to haku that you're staying with them is that when you start to understand that you're you're going to be living there uh, i, I like because i i we've got a lot to cover but i do there's, like, there's yeah. so much yeah like I, that was just, is, yeah that was just a definitely gonna be two episodes and that's just me coming into Florida. The rest of that, I still had no clue that I was coming to stay. I still thought I was coming in for vacation, kick it back, well, say hello. You, your brother Leo had just been born in like February of that year, right? Because ninety one is also ninety one. He was born in February ninety one, and I took off of June ninety one. So we only hung out for like I only babysit him for maybe two, three, four months, you know, before I left. So um yeah and that he comes into the picture a little bit later but yeah but no but i'm just i'm just saying because in, in 91 you're in florida you still don't know you're gonna live with them you know like I, we just had a baby brother like i'm not you're you yeah the world is your oyster at the moment even yeah. even though you don't have you don't have full agency of what's going on um <laughs> so hey, what, what, that right there i think that's a good point there to was to, you know? to us to cut off because that that is another episode from that point on it's the whole florida beginning and there's so much that i've i've got to tell you about that very the first three years in florida was my introduction to man just knowing finding out who now my father is what Mm -hmm. rest was Mm -hmm. meeting hulk hogan's 40th birthday on a boat I mean, oh, man. don't, don't, spo- I'm going to put a pin in that because it sounds like some crazy, crazy stuff from. Yeah. Here. Oh, that I was like coming into a, I was coming into a hot spot, man. Yeah. But um, just so that way we can, we can kind of tie a bow on the Isle of Tonga. You said that you finally came back to Tonga 25 years later. 
Yeah. How, give me a little more on how that, that was. How was the revisiting Katong? You said, like, it's a smaller place now because you're a bigger person. It's a, um, yeah, it's a different it, vibe. But what was the experience like of, of revisiting the island and kind of seeing it again? Not, nothing really changed. Yeah. No, you know, I hate to say it. No. It, it, it breaks my heart. Yeah. But I felt like it got, it, it just dimmed down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much my thoughts on that. And yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to make you, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to make you, 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 you <laughs> dig too much through the mud on it, but I just, I just, because I feel like we have to address the fact that you did, you do eventually go back there. But the next time we talk, we'll talk about the fact that you were then in Florida, about to be adopted by Haku, uh, and about to become the brother of Tongaloa. You're there's, <laughs> there's a lot we're about to talk about when we get. To oh, yeah, definitely, and Ross. Good subject, man. It was nice to dive back in and talk about, you know, kind of relive that those moments. I'm, I was ha- I'm happy to share that with everybody. Hopefully uh, you guys enjoy that. Ross, thank you very much. You guys, thank you for joining us. We'll see you guys next week on here on Thomas Island. Ross, what, what's our social media, man? I, I don't know mine, so you go ahead, plug in yours, man. <laughs> All right. Well, first, let me get yours in because people are here for you. You, you got uh, the good bad guy, Tama Tonga on Instagram, at Tama underscore Tonga on Twitter at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Ross W. Berman IV. Again, thank you for this, Tama. This was, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to like take you through your childhood. I mean, thank this you. is it's a, it's a, nice. a unique experience, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. You guys enjoy your week. We'll see you guys next week here on Thomas Island. Ain't nobody really in Gorilla. Ain't nobody really in Gorilla. I say, ain't nobody really in Gorilla. Ain't nobody really in Gorilla. Gorilla Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.